1: Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. And for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 14 of 2021 and show number 1,067 if you're keeping track that way. Well, as you heard off the beginning of the show, it is the unofficial theme for 80s month that was started, believe it or not, back in April 2016. Thanks to a chance viewing of a Simpsons couch gag that essentially celebrated all things 80s, I was inspired to create 80s month. By the way, that was Push It to the Limit uh, from the movie Scarface, just so you know. So as we celebrate five years of 80s month, this week we look at the the 80s revival of the TV series Twilight Zone. Now, the Twilight Zone originally ran from, or sorry, this new Twilight Zone ran from 1985 to 1988, and is the first revival of Rod Serling's acclaimed 1959 to 1964 television series of the same name, running for two seasons on CBS before a final season was produced for syndication. After the Twilight Zone series ended in 1964. Rod Serling sold the rights to the the series to CBS, which allowed for a revival of the show by the network. The network was slow, to say the least, to consider a revival, shooting down offers from the original production team of Rod Serling and Buck Houghton, and later from American filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola. Their hesitation stemmed from the concerns that uh, those that were familiar with the original series, The Twilight Zone, had never been a breakaway hit that, that CBS wanted, so they expected not to do much better in the second run. Now, despite the lukewarm response to Twilight Zone the movie, Steven Spielberg's theatrical homage to the original series, homage, I guess, if you want to pronounce it that way, CBS decided to move forward with a new Twilight Zone series. Now, Rod Serling had unfortunately died in 1975, so he was unavailable to narrate the new series. This was done instead by Charles Aidman, himself a star of two classic Twilight Zone episodes. Eventually, actor Robin Ward replaced Aidman as the narrator of the Canadian-produced episodes. Unlike Serling, whose image appears fleetingly in the revival's opening credits, neither Aidman nor Ward appear on screen. Now, I do vaguely remember watching the series during its first run, catching eh, episodes here and there. Now, the, the new theme was performed by, and I love this, The Grateful Dead with Meryl Sanders. Incorporating the elements of the classic theme of the original Twilight Zone by Marius Constant, used in seasons two and five, two through five rather. Uh, Grateful Dead provided the incidental music for a number of episodes in the series as well. The music got an initial Volume 1 release in 1999 that featured music from the 1985 uh, series, season on Silva America. The album features a dedication to both Rod Serling and Jerry Garcia, stating, Two men who have gone beyond the twilight zone far too soon. A Volume th- uh, 2 three-disc set was released in 2016 on Entrada Records. Both releases will be featured on the show today. So now up first is music from season 1 featuring episodes Night Crawlers with music by Merrill Saunders and The Grateful Dead, The Shadow Man with music by The Grateful Dead and The Misfortune Cookie with music by Merrill Saunders. So here is some music from The Twilight Zone 1980. <laughs> Bit of music from the 1985 to 89 series The Twilight Zone. That's music by The Grateful Dead, yes, that Grateful Dead, and Meryl Sanders. That's from the Volume 1, Season 1 uh, soundtrack. So, welcome back to Visions and Sound. If uh, And if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can join me online at Facebook.com slash Visions in Sound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. can also be found at uh, VisionsinSound.ca, which is my main website. I have a store, so check it out. I am wearing the stylish tonight uh, Visions and Sound hoodie. Great for spring. Check it out. Cool nights like this, you'd, you, you know, you're stylish and you're warm at the same time. It's win-win. In, a, in any case, I am also available on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, depending on how you look at it. Just type in Visions and Sound and look for me under the Podcasts label. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are looking at the 80s revival of The Twilight Zone. Now, the series debuted the night of September 27th, 1985, to a generally warm reception, and won its Friday night time slot in its in four of its first five weeks. Animator Gary Gutierrez designed the visual images used in the title sequence, including the ghostly Rod Serling, which he created by projecting Serling's image onto nitrogen. After the images were, com- were completed, the footage was taken to the recording studio where the Grateful Dead both composed and recorded the title music in a late night recording session. You know, I figured it was had to be in a late night recording session with the Grateful Dead. Now, episodes featured adaptations of stories by Harlan Ellison. There's that name again. Greg Bear, Ray Bradbury, Arthur C. Clarke, Robert McSimmon, and Stephen King. In contrast to Twilight Zone the movie, which relied primarily on remakes of classic Twilight Zone episodes, in order to tap the nostalgic market, content for the new Twilight Zone consisted mostly of entirely new stories and adaptations of stories which had never been brought to television screen. Now, despite the initial warm reception, the show did push the limits of what was was deemed appropriate for its time slot. These feelings surfaced in, um, again, when when, uh, Harlan Ellison submitted a script for a Twilight Zone Christmas special, an adaptation of Donald E. Westlake's 1964 story, Knackles in which an obnoxious, mean-spirited drunk frightens frightens his children with stories of a malicious anti-Santa Claus that was rejected outright by CBS, West Coast production or program and practices. The segment, which was to be Ellison's directorial debut, was halted in mid-production. This cost the program between one hundred and $300,000, and Ellison not surprisingly, left as creative consultant as a result. The Knackles incident generated a flurry of press which ultimately proved inadequate to revive public interest in the series. Many felt that the series did not live up to the name Twilight Zone and were rather disappointed with it. Despite poor ratings, though, the Twilight Zone was, rele- was renewed rather for a second season in early 1986. So we continue with some more music from the series as we delve into more of the um, the music from various segments. Segments in this time, not necessarily particular episodes. The segments here are for um, a message from charity, Monsters and Song of the Younger Wild. All done by Basil Polidoris and a, uh, a segment called Still Life by Ken Wannaberg. And Voices of the Earth, with music by Dennis McCarthy. Now, these names should be familiar to you. Uh, um, Basil Paul Doris, probably best known for RoboCop, Hunt for Red October. Dennis McCarthy did a lot of work on Star Trek. So, have a listen here. And um, believe me, some good music here. So, I'll be right back, uh, right after this.
2: For 25 years, Hope Spring Cancer Support Center has been serving Waterloo, Wellington and Grey Bruce regions, providing free services and support to those with cancer and their caregivers. They inspire, they empower, and they offer hope, always there for the community. The fire at the end of Waterloo destroyed over 80% of Hope Spring's resources, tools, and belongings. Hope Spring receives no government funding, so every gift is vital. To donate items or make a financial donation, visit hopespring.ca.
1: 5 CKWR. Music from the 80s series of The Twilight Zone. That's music from episode A Message from Charity by Basil Polo Still Life by Ken Wanneberg. And Voices of the Earth by Dennis McCarthy. So welcome back to Visions and Sound as this week we look at the 80s revival of The Twilight Zone on 80s Month here on Visions and Sound. The series debuted in the hour-long format but was put on hiatus... Only a few weeks into the second season, CBS moved the series to Saturday nights, which led to falling ratings. When The Twilight Zone returned on uh, December, uh, the episodes were then cut to half an hour and generally contained only one story. Now, the series was fully canceled by February, with the remaining uh, episodes being burned off over the summer as hour-long multi-story episodes. Season 2 only ran for 11 episodes. Several of the unproduced uh, episodes would be filmed for Season 3. Yes, Season 3. And I'll get into that in just a little bit. Here is some more music from the uh, the Twilight Zone series. We continue with some music from the episodes What Are Friends For? by J.A.C. Redford and To See the Invisible Man by Craig Saffin. So I'll be back in just a little bit. Music from the Twilight Zone 80s series. That's music from What Friends?" What Are Friends For? Uh, by J.A.C. Redford. And To See the Invisible Man by Craig Safan. Well, if you're interested in any of the film television or video game music that i do play here on the show by all means you can contact me at of course visions at gmail.com you can also try me online at facebook.com slash visions all one word i'd love to get a chance to speak to you there i am on the twitter at visions sound can also be found on my website visionsinsound.ca, where you'll find this show in about oh probably about two hours time and then there's also, uh, I am also on pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, so if you want to type in Visions in Sound, if you have on either Apple, Apple Music or iTunes, and you can find me under podcasts. So welcome back to Visions in Sound, as this week we are looking at the 80s revival of The Twilight Zone. Now, despite being canceled, CBS replaced the original production team and set out to do 30 22-minute episodes for the third season. This way, they could have enough episodes to sell the series into syndication. Robin Ward replaced Aidman as the narrator, and these Canadian-produced episodes, uh, The Canadian-produced episodes, and he also uh, re-recorded Aidman's narration when the CBS episodes were edited for inclusion in the syndication package. That's Robin Ward. To lead the writing team, producers brought in a new group of led by executives. Producer Mark, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Shelmerdine, and supported by story editors Paul Chitlick, Jeremy Bertrand Finch, and surprisingly enough, J. Michael Straczynski. Straczynski, authored more episodes of that season than anyone else on staff the guy's a writing machine if you're not familiar with uh, J Michael Straczynski's Babylon 5 you recognize that name the producers uh, then named Straczynski the sole story editor following this release of the uh, a release of Chitlick and Finch Harlan Ellison actually was co- 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 coaxed back to Twilight 10 episodes in the third season and wrote, what would be the third to last episode of the series titled "Crazy as a Soup Sandwich"? So we continue with the episodes uh, from a the series, including a episode by Fred Steiner. Now, Fred Steiner, if you don't know, is is a is a former Star Trek alum. So I think it's it's rather interesting to have him show up on on of all things, The Twilight Zone. So here we are with. Uh, A day in Beaumont, and we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a bit. A little bit of music from the, the episode All Day in Beaumont That's music by Fred Steiner Well, that's all for me this week Thanks for hanging in, those that did The Twilight Zone has seen two more revivals The 2002-2003 to 2003 series Hosted by Forrest Whitaker And the 2019-2020 to 2020 series Hosted by Jordan Peele So now, before I end off of this week's show I hope as you're getting on with your day That you realize just how awesome you are Never let anyone tell you any different If you're ever feeling not right There are people out there that care about you And are willing to chat If not family, then some professional who can help As Rocky said Nobody hits harder than life I know from personal experience Just how hard it is sometimes for me To sit behind this mic week after week When I feel like no one's listening I would never have made it this far Without the support of a huge team of people behind me If you or someone you know is suffering from, or is in crisis rather, and needs help. Resources are available in case of emergency. Please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and Kids Help Phone at 1-800-888, or sorry, 800 one 668 6868 All offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. So join me next week. As 80s month continues, I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the 80s Twilight Zone series, and I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound.